Today's show is brought to you by Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the heart of London's West End? Then visit Jubilee Hall Gym on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join the best gym in central London, with memberships starting from just £14.98 a week, and you can find out more at jubileehallgym.co.uk or telephone 020-7836-4007 to work out at Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden. Hello everybody and welcome to the Two Guys on Fitness podcast, coming to you from Jubilee Hall in London's Covent Garden. And this is the podcast for anybody interested in health, fitness, exercise and diet. And you're joining me, Alan Teresa. I'm not much of a fitness guy, though I do go to the gym regularly. And alongside me here is my good friend, Julian Bertharat, who is very much a fitness guy and he's a person trainer hello julian how are you doing hello Alan. i'm okay it's uh, a beautiful weekend uh, even if it's a bit random like that um i have to say after 14 years of training people i still not get uh, bored of it so i'm looking forward to do more and more well that's reassuring isn't it everybody and uh, for those joining us this month if you listened uh, by chance to the last episode of the podcast you would have heard Julian at the end say that uh, this month we would be interviewing a lady who does posing uh, practice for competitors in fitness competitions and that was going to be the topic of the podcast. I just want to let you know if you did listen to the last episode of the podcast and you were looking forward to hearing that interview, unfortunately you're going to be disappointed because we changed the topic and this month rather than doing that we're going to be talking instead uh, about men women and fitness and the principles of training and how they apply across uh, those different groups uh, with a personal trainer, uh, a lady herself. Who are we talking to this month, Julian? So this month we are talking, we have an interview with uh, Elish Fleming, um, a personal trainer who had been, uh, who had a lot of experience uh, for training men and women and she, yeah, we had a long and nice conversation and it was very informative and, uh, and actually nice to, to hear Elish talking about fitness philosophy. Yes, indeed. And uh, you'll be reassured everybody that uh, I have actually also had a listen to that interview already and it is uh, very interesting. If you're interested yourself in developing a lifelong philosophy of training that is actually suited to you, you might get Get a lot out of what Elish has to say. So we'll be doing uh, some listener questions later. We'll be doing all that regular stuff. But uh, without further ado, let's get on and hear what Julian and Elish have to say to each other. Uh, and then we will uh, come back in afterwards and have a little chat ourselves. Hello everyone, this month we are having an interview with uh, Elish Fleming. So Elish, tell me more about you, we're going to start straight away with a question. How long have you been a personal trainer and why did you take it up as a career? Uh, hi, <laughs> so I started personal training seven years ago now I think and I took it up as a career because I... 
I was spending a lot of time looking into training and like training myself and writing my own training programs and kind of researching about fitness and what would be the best way to train for the goals I had at the time. I was creating a lot of recipes and I was really into food as well. Um, and so yeah, out of curiosity, I wanted to know a bit more about it for myself uh, so I could get better. And then also I kind of thought if I can combine that with a, a job and do something that I enjoy doing that is not sitting in an office and actually getting to work with people all day, um, that would be quite cool. So that's how I found myself kind of getting into PT. Um, just like roughly... Uh, when did you start? I mean, at what age? And uh, yeah, just uh, the very beginning. How it... um, so I started after university when I was interning at a food magazine and I'd realized that this really wasn't, I didn't want to do journalism. That wasn't really what I wanted to do. Uh, but I was still interested in food and thought I might want to do a master's in nutrition and that my interest in fitness and training and, and PT alongside that I could do a nutrition diploma and, and maybe do a master's, which I did the diploma and I never did the master's because I really just enjoyed training people so much. Uh, and I really enjoyed seeing how what we were doing in the gym was benefiting them outside of it. Uh, I really loved the colleagues I was working with. And uh, yeah, so I chose not to do the master's and just stick with, with PT, but it kind of came out of being not sure what I wanted to do, but knowing I didn't like what I was currently doing. Describe your training philosophy. We all have our background and the ba our background influence our, our philosophy, I guess. So what, what is yours? I guess my training philosophy is that what you're doing inside the gym should enhance your life outside of the gym. So whether that's it makes you better at the sport that you play or it makes playing tennis with your kids more enjoyable or it makes it easier to tie your shoelaces. Maybe it's weight loss that you kind of are looking to achieve and, and that might enhance your life outside the gym. But yeah, I've always, I've always been quite active and enjoyed exercise. I've been lucky in that sense, but I've always found that the structured training I do helps me to get more out of the things that I enjoy doing outside of the gym as well. I guess that's a very long-winded way of of what I said at the start. No, I do like your, your philosophy because it's uh, make me think like it's uh, it is what is this job about maybe just like helping people to be more performant in the outside world maybe in whatever they do. It, yeah, just like getting more out of life essentially because you know if you're stronger and your cardiovascular system is working well and you're flexible and mobile, you know, that things in life become less difficult and you can kind of enjoy it more and you can do all those things, like you can do all those things in training, you can work on those things and they make life better. I think that often uh, PT or the gym is associated with just weight loss. And, you know, while that can be a positive outcome for, for some people, diet and exercise have the power to enhance your life so much more than just through weight loss. It has so many other benefits. And I think that when we kind of focus on those things, uh, it becomes a much more positive experience. On, on that note, would you say that from your own experience, a gym could be not the best place to feel at ease regarding physical activity? Do you know what? Yeah, I definitely think for a lot of people, the gym can be quite a scary place, uh, especially if you don't know you know, even coming into this gym, which is beautiful, uh, there's quite a lot of equipment that's maybe 
uh, foreign, it's new to you, you've never seen it before. It looks quite scary to get into. It sounds scary with all the weights clanking around. Maybe people are making a lot of noise. Um, and yeah, that environment can be quite overwhelming if you're new to it and you don't know what to do. So, so yeah, I would say the gym can be quite an intimidating place and maybe not always the best place to start uh, building a relationship with exercise. Um, I think, you know, team, team sports or dance or uh, boxing or, or something where you're kind of building a skill as well. Not that, not that training in the gym is not building skill. You're always, you know, you're building skills, but maybe something that you're doing with friends or with other people that's slightly less isolated can be a better uh, stepping stone into, into training. Typically, why do your clients come to you? Uh, I should probably ask them that. <laughs> I'd say they come to me initially for the same reasons that a lot of people will, will get a PT. They want to improve their, their health and fitness and, and probably most common uh, weight loss. They want to lose some, some weight. And I would say that they stay because they realize that there are far more benefits to training and maybe because they enjoy me making them laugh for two hours a week. <laughs> Yeah, don't understand yourself. Like they must say something. Like you, would you say that? Well, obviously, um, I don't know if I, I see you training. And uh, yeah, maybe the the, the positive, the, the love, as you say, it's, it's quite. Um, yeah, I I don't. It, obviously, I take people's goals and their training seriously, and I I work hard and I really care about my clients, but I don't. I don't take life too seriously and I think that you've got to have a, you've got to have a bit of fun so I would say that most of my sessions I, I do I do make people laugh and I laugh at myself a lot I always I'm laughing at myself an awful lot because I often do silly things but but I do take my training and the training of my clients and their goals very seriously I just kind of find a way to to make it fun because not everybody loves being in the gym <laughs> Yeah, I like that. It's uh, how to put people at ease, as we just mentioned yeah. earlier, like because then they will feel more comfortable to maybe put themselves, learn more, and, uh, mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. So do you train men and women, and what is the balance in between the two? Yes, I do train men and women. Uh, I train people of all genders. I train anyone so long as, you know, they're a good egg. <laughs> so I think previously I probably would have been... Uh, I probably would have said, no, I, I don't train men and women differently. You know, they don't need to train differently. And, and whilst I do think there's a grain of truth to that, I also think it's important to note that there are physiological differences between men and women. And it's, it's fine. We are different and that's fine. And, mm. you know, you have to respect that and recognize that. But I would say I train people differently based on their goals and their personal preferences. Mm. Um, that's really what it comes down to. I don't train them differently really based on their gender but there are some things I'm a you know you have to take into consideration when you're training women more so than men um, and also to make a sweeping generalization there are some exercises or uh, body parts that men want to train more and women want to train more and again it's okay to recognize that because we are different <laughs> so it's not uh, necessarily your your background but we have we're gonna have a little word about um, crossfit How would you describe CrossFit to someone who knows? And yeah, what's your definition? What is my definition of CrossFit? Um, I did it for two months, 10 years ago, um, and I actually really enjoyed it. But I would say CrossFit is uh, a combination of 
quite skilled movements from various training disciplines performed at high intensities and um, with a focus on competition and community. I think those are two big things about CrossFit, the competition and community aspect. Yeah, I think I will, as coming from rugby and a sport team, I think it's, I, I will, uh, I agree with that. I mean, the you, you mentioned earlier that the gym floor can be a bit uh, intimidating or you can might feel lonely with all this machine. And uh, yeah, I think it's probably, I will agree with you on this one, the team effort, you know. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend CrossFit to anyone? I probably wouldn't recommend CrossFit to anyone uh, personally, but but then I think CrossFit gets a lot of uh, a lot of stick from other people in in fitness for not being great. And I actually think that you know whatever exercise you want to do, you should go and do if you enjoy it. Fine, great, do it. Uh, but I think there are a lot of movements in CrossFit that are they require quite a high level of of skill and a lot of training to actually be able to do properly and get the most out of so a lot of crossfit involves olympic lifting and gymnastic skills and i think the crossfit that you see on instagram and tv probably isn't the crossfit that actually most people are doing or would benefit from uh i do think that crossfit boxes have probably got better at scaling their workouts to adapt to a wider variety of people and fitness levels so you know, Joe Bloggs, who's 42, is probably not going to go into a CrossFit box, hopefully, and do handstand push-ups in his first workout of the day. Um, they might have, you know, a scaled version of that to do. Yeah, when I when I hear all that, it makes me... I felt like when I was a kid, it, uh, a football ball, a rugby ball, a pitch, anywhere, uh, and, and that's it. There is a game on. It's quite, there is few rules, but it's quite simple to do. And sometimes when you think about crossfit or other thing or I, uh, on the gym floor, I just find it a little bit complicated. Mm. And um, it makes me think like, well, we are losing a lot of people, you know, if you don't open up to... Yeah, it's, it's complicated and it's also a bit random. Um, maybe they've got better now. I honestly, I don't really know enough about it, but I, often the crossfit workout of the day is, is quite a random thing. Uh, it's sort of like a random selection of movements they've paired together just to give you a really hard workout. And that's, you know, that might work for a little while, but unless you have some structure to your training and some sort of like specific periods of working through strengthening different or like working on different qualities of, of fitness, you're not going to make progress for a long time. Like CrossFit athletes don't just train by doing the workout of the day. They have a very structured training program that will take them through the appropriate kind of cycles of training to hit their goals or address their weaknesses or whatever. They're not just doing random workouts. <laughs> and, and also it seems like these athletes uh, probably have um, uh, a lot of uh, time during the day to recover because I think people tend to mm. train too much and then after they go to work, the difference between a sport professional and a regular gym goer, it's One, it's his job. So the old days plan around the training, the recovery, the, the nutrition for it. When somebody's going to go to the gym and then have no time for all that, they have to go to work. So mm -hmm. it's... Yeah, definitely. I think that's probably the thing that uh, most PTs will come up against with their clients is that people are under-recovered all the time <laughs> because their lives are not set up to to recover optimally and then and then train optimally because 
you know, you have a baby that doesn't sleep through the night and then you don't have time to have a proper breakfast or prepare your lunch for the next day. So you grab whatever is on the go and work is stressful and your boss wants something from you. So all of these things can impact your a, your training session, but also your ability to recover from hard training sessions. Of course, I agree. And I, when you say that, I right away I think about, you know, this other mantra sometimes you can see in a gym where it is like no excuses and all that. <laughs> and I just think like sometimes a bit of empathy sometimes with people's life. You know, people are not necessarily lazy. Yeah, or yeah. As you just said, having a baby, not sleeping well, mm -hmm. all that, you know. So important point as well yeah yeah and and that doesn't mean that you can't train hard and that you should avoid training hard but it's just knowing when you might need to actually dial it in to get more out of your training and not just kind of smash yourself because it's not going to be conducive to to making any progress essentially it's a it's a hard balance to learn but you know that's why your pt is here <laughs> just to close the chapter on the the crossfit what are its benefits If, if you're not doing any exercise currently, doing CrossFit or doing some form of exercise is going to have benefits. You know, it's going to improve your, it's going to improve your fitness and your strength, etc. Um, it's going to have an impact on that. But I think the biggest impact, like the biggest benefits of CrossFit, are probably the community associated with it. So being a part of something, people really enjoy being a part of that community, and having the opportunity to challenge yourself. Uh, CrossFit's quite good at, they're quite good at sort of organizing competitions and things like that. And people then have the opportunity to kind of learn new skills, but also to challenge themselves and being able to challenge yourself, I think is really important in life generally. And is, even if it's hard at the time is quite rewarding. So those are probably the two big benefits I think CrossFit has is that There's a strong sense of community and there's the opportunity to, to challenge yourself and do things you maybe thought you weren't capable of, which I do think you can do in, in the gym anyway without CrossFit. But <laughs> Is it better to train indoor and out or what's your point of view? So I think uh, as much as possible, spend time outside. I think spending time outside is, is so good for you. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some science that says spending time in nature is, is, is good for your brain. Um, but that's not always, it's not always practical to train outside, right? You know, you might not have time or you might not be able to get to, you know, an outdoor boot camp or, or train in an outdoor gym. So I think a combination of training in the gym or doing some indoor training and then spending leisure time or weekend time or holidays outside as much as you can or or walking home from work or those kinds of things i think combination is ideal yeah i agree i mean since after the pandemic or during the pandemic i i developed a bit more of outdoor training for myself and the client mm -hmm. yeah i find it sane to be to share a bit more Uh, outdoor and indoor, even if, as you just say rightly, the, the outdoor can be not convenient sometimes, mm -hmm. not even know uh, weather-wise, but just, you know, sometimes just want yeah, practicality. So, yeah. But. I do think when you train outside, though, you kind of almost feel, uh, it's a bit more visceral. You feel a little bit more connected to your body sometimes when you train outside, and especially if the weather is bad. You know, you really feel like, <laughs> you feel like you've had a very physical experience, which... Uh, I think is really good because training shouldn't always be comfortable. And and and, and yeah, I caught you on uh, on your social media. I saw something about mirror. Okay, oh. so uh, 
outsiders know me more. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. So. And also, I suppose that's one benefit of CrossFit gyms is is they don't have mirrors. And I'm not saying there's no benefits to mirrors. They can be helpful. But I do think that if there's no mirror, you are far more focused on what you are doing. Uh, you're far more focused internally than you are externally. And you're less worried about, you know, other people and, and much more focused on yourself and your... And I, and I jump at that point to what the thing, the most, the, the biggest difference between a gym and sport, like I did. In sport, you do not have time no. to think about other things. There is a game on, you have to make a decision, uh, especially if you do a sport team or even not, if you, if you do a single sport. And that's the main difference. When in the gym, you can actually take four or five minutes between two sets mm -hmm. if you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there's definitely that. When you when you play sport, it's far more, you're sort of far more engaged in what you're doing, particularly if that sport is like, yeah, fast moving or there's a lot of things going on. But I think team sport is particularly good for that. I do think you can bring that into the gym. You just actually really have to focus on, on what you're doing, uh, which is sometimes difficult. You know, you have to actually be focused on your on your set what's going on physically like how does the weight of that bar feel what am I feeling in my quads and I'm squatting can I feel anything else like am I working to the right tempo not kind of like about the music blasting in your ears or then going on Instagram to check what you're doing between sets I think you really have to hone into your workout um, but it's, it's not the same as being outside and being involved in sport or something Um, yeah, there's no distractions when you're outside or when you're playing sport. You have yeah. to be focused on what you're doing. Yeah. Like as a coach, uh, we are here maybe to help them to mm. uh, uh, work on this new mindset because the gym is a different environment than the outdoor. So, yeah. Yeah, your coaching cues come in, so you kind of bring them back into their body and what they're doing, because I don't know about you, but I often <laughs> you'll often find when you're training people, you ask them kind of, how that last set was and they're like yeah I have no idea I was thinking about my lunch <laughs> uh, um, I can be I can be autistic a little bit like uh, when I train someone I try to uh, you know yeah. it's me and, and the person hone in only on them I very rarely see what else is going on in the gym I mean unless there's some really interesting stuff happening um, <laughs> I very rarely notice what else is going on in the gym because I'm focused on what's happening with the client in front of me and I'm engaged in that session which you know You should be there. <laughs> They've come to you for exactly that. When you look at your Instagram, uh, people can see that food play a prominent role. Um, how important is a diet to fitness? I think, <laughs> I mean, I love food. That's probably why it's all over my Instagram. <laughs> But you, yeah, your diet is incredibly important to, to fitness and to your training goals, but also to your quality of, of life you know your diet features in everything and food yeah food is is fuel and it's you know what gives us the energy to get through our sessions and recover from them but it's also what gives us energy for life and food is not just fuel it is also um it's having fun with your friends it's travel it's culture it's comfort there are so many things that your diet encompass and that Are important um, that I think it's it's not just fitness that it's important to it's important to everything and it's kind of important to to eat in a way that gives you enough energy to get through your your day and your training sessions but um, doesn't make you feel kind of lacking in energy or restricted or uh, lethargic because you're having too much you know there's kind of a fine a fine balance which 
I don't love that word because things aren't always in balance, you know. Sometimes they're less. I um, I was listening to you to you initially at the beginning to your to your background and you got probably more knowledge in nutrition that I have. Uh, I don't have the same uh, stance in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it um, sometimes I uh, I think like maybe you you agree or not? Is, um, there is not enough psychology behind the nutrition. Mm-hmm. You, would you say that? Is that what you're saying? Maybe when uh, you know when you don't when you you say that the they're not really a diet it's more like um, uh, trying to live your life the best way you can in eating the right thing yeah I guess so um, yeah the, the way <laughs> the same way that training should kind of enhance what you're doing outside of the gym like the way that you eat should because it's very easy to patronize people when you talk to food you know like don't forget to eat this yeah. don't forget. it could be my dad who told me that when I was a kid and I, I don't think it's that simple I mean the, the obesity never been so high uh, mm-hmm. in terms of number in UK so I don't think it's that simple Yeah, I think in theory, sort of eating eating a balanced diet and eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and proteins and, you know, having a slice of cake but not seven and having a pizza every now and then, I think the theory of being able to do that is is quite simple and it's easy to kind of give out that advice. But the practicality of that when you are um, really busy or it's easier to get a takeaway or you're surrounded by lots of options that are more exciting than maybe uh, a chicken casserole it's much more difficult to implement that theory and I do think how you think about food then um, plays a bigger role in your in your ability to eat a well-balanced diet. Uh, what would you be your advice for a woman starting out in fitness? Don't be scared of the boys. <laughs> no, it'd be the, it would be the same as, as for anyone, really. Um, I think be prepared to work hard, take any opportunities that you're given, even if you don't think you're going to enjoy them. It will help you work out what you like and what you don't like. Uh, find somebody who... Find a coach or a mentor, if you can, somebody who can kind of guide you and, and help you, like a a source of information that you trust and uh, ask tons of questions, even if you think they're silly. Ask questions of, of everyone that you can around you who's willing to answer them. Most other PTs love sharing knowledge, so they'll be happy to help. And uh, I think the most important one actually is to not lose sight of yourself and make time for your friends and family and your own training because you are going to need to be on good form in order to get the best out of your clients and your business, etc. But also your friends and family are going to be super important in supporting you. So don't neglect, don't neglect them and make sure that you have time for them because they're going to be key to your success as well. So now from a man point of view, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I will say that the good things uh, that women have uh, among plenty of other things, of course, is uh, it, there's less ego maybe. For a woman, I'm sure women have ego when it comes to gym and body, but I don't know. I I, I can see less ego in uh, into the for women on the gym floor. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I've been I've been quite lucky to work around very strong women previously in my previous roles and. Um, I, not just strong physically, but like very confident and capable 
women. Uh, so it's not necessarily that they have ego, but they're very confident in what they do and they were not threatened by the men in the gym. Uh, and equally, the men who I've worked with previously, I've never felt had massive egos. I always felt like um, everyone was kind of on even footing in that sense. But then... Can, can, can you let our listener know where is that beautiful place? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's closed, I'm afraid. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I think that that was... A, it was kind of a slightly different... It was a different bubble. It was a very unique... It was a very unique place. Uh, and I, I suppose... That's maybe not everybody's experience. Um, I can understand why. I can understand why some people may find that men sometimes come across as more confident, maybe because they feel like they have to be, or because they're not overthinking it. Whereas I think sometimes <laughs> women will feel less confident because they're sort of uh, overthinking things slightly. Yeah, I, I think it's it's we can we can have the same conversation of uh, about any other job. I mean, it's just like when you're confident, you're a bit more relaxed. If you're more relaxed, you're more, mm -hmm. you do mm -hmm. things a bit differently. So, yeah. But, yeah. It, it also helps to see other people like you. So if you're the, um, you know, if you're the only woman going onto the gym floor and everybody else is is male, that could be kind of intimidating. Whereas if you see four other women out there and there's seven guys out there then it's like oh yeah there's also there's people like me out there and you know I feel a bit more comfortable and a bit more confident and I can do my thing a little bit better nobody's kind of singling me out because I'm the only one that's different you know there are other people like me and I'm not I don't stick out like a sore thumb so much yeah I mean you're definitely right and I a bit of mixity a good mixity between both gender can can be only um, more positive, you know, for the outcome of everyone. So, how long do you think you will continue training for? Uh, to preside, I will say yourself, and of course, business-wise. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I will continue training myself for as long as I am alive. I hope, <laughs> uh, provided nothing gets in the way. No, nothing. Nothing will get in the way. I'll train myself for. For as long as I as long as I live, it's a part of it's very much a habit and something I enjoy and something I don't want to lose. I want to be climbing mountains when I'm 70, hopefully. <laughs> as for training other people, I also want to do that for as long as I can. I think a lot of times in PT, people are quite keen to get off the gym floor, and I don't necessarily know that <laughs> I don't want to do kind of a 12-hour day of PT every day when I'm older or before I retire or whatever but I think I would always like to train at least a couple of people a couple of times a week so that you know you keep your toe in the water and I, I love training people I really I really do enjoy it I love working with them and you know seeing them succeed in what they're doing or just like helping them being an hour in their day that they enjoy yeah, I did. I, and also you might agree that 20 30 years ago our job did not really mm. exist. I mean, it's kind of a new job yeah. because we always talk about, you know, a job disappearing, like uh, working in a cashier in, a, mm -hmm. in Tesco, stuff like that. But this is a, a new job. Yeah, it's a rel yeah, the PT is a relatively new industry and already there are so many different, so many different ways that you can go with it. But obviously the, the gym floor is kind of the OG, the original, the original way. And I think it's kind of nice to always have a little bit of that because... You learn so much and you develop so many skills being on the gym floor and, and those skills can always be honed 
um yeah i also just i also just like it i mean talk to me in <laughs> talk to me in 50 years and see if that's still the case uh so ultra exercise when you don't enjoy exercising yes i was talking about this with somebody the other day because i think a lot of the time there's this advice to kind of find exercise that you enjoy and you'll fall in love with it and it'll be fine and you'll be able to exercise forever and and you know everything will be great and that's you know that's true you might find exercise that you that you love doing you know you might try zumba and fall in love with it and i do think there is something to be said for trying to find trying out lots of different things and finding a form of exercise that you do enjoy but equally if you try lots of things and you don't like them that's it's okay i think it's okay to not enjoy every exercise session you do and to maybe enjoy exercise for the feeling that it brings you after or for the positive effects you know that it is having which you only get those positive effects the more consistent you are with exercise um so yeah i think it's okay not to enjoy it but to find other things about it that you do enjoy that keep you consistent and it's one of the reasons that having a PT is helpful because they can help you to enjoy that hour a little bit more like not to not to toot our own horns but it it's true like your clients are more likely to come to the gym and see you because you make that hour a little bit more enjoyable than if they were doing it themselves you know some of them probably wouldn't come by themselves at all so training with somebody is is really helpful i remember one of the guys I used to work with um said to me that you have the power to be the most enjoyable part of somebody's day like as a personal trainer and that really stuck with me and I was like yeah that's that's great so I think if you can find a good PT that you enjoy spending a couple of hours with a week then you might enjoy exercise a little bit more there we go I've plugged us both I've plugged every everybody in the gym <laughs> come train with us we're great <laughs> Thank you for for your time for the whole interview it was very nice and uh I uh I personally did retain this moment when you did say that um it's important to not put all your effort only in the indoor but to know how to live your life also outdoor mm-hmm. and uh as a as a sport person obviously it's uh, <laughs> it makes totally sense to me uh where could people find you i mean your on social media can you um give me your your few link yes um i am sporadically <laughs> on instagram as the hungry pt <laughs> uh so yeah sometimes i pop up on there and you can find me here at jubilee hall gym uh where i train people five days a week monday to friday <laughs> uh, and you can also find me on linkedin just alish fleming if you type that in there i think i should appear <laughs> Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the, the podcast and uh, I'm looking forward to see more of uh, Elish Fleming on the GBO Dream Floor. Thank you very much, Julian. It was, yeah, it was just fun to, fun to be involved. <laughs> we'll have to do another one, maybe. <laughs> So that's Elish Fleming there talking with our very own personal trainer, Julian Bertharat, two personal trainers talking personal training and fitness things. So Julian, let me ask you a couple of questions that uh, were prompted by uh, your interview with Elish as follows. Now, I was struck by what you both had to say about gyms 
and the experience of people uh, when they think about joining a gym. Now, from your experience uh, as a personal trainer, how scary do a lot of people find the prospect of joining a gym and do they find it off-putting enough for it to be an obstacle? It was good to hear Elish talking about it, actually, because she she's not new in the business. However, uh, she you know she she states that for example at Jubilee we have a, a, a huge gym floor with a large panel of free weights, and those kind of uh, those kind of um, area can be intimidated, especially if you don't know what to do initially, so you feel a bit lost and uh, if you venture in this kind of area. Uh, we've got also like a, a machine area where obviously it's not, it, it's easier, you can still make mistake as well. Um, it's, yeah, it is a gym, my, my own experience of it is, I started uh, venturing in a gym when I was in my 20, maybe 20, and uh, I've been playing rugby since I was six, Still, when you come to the gym, it's a completely different environment. A lot of mirror all around you, uh, people, some big people, big guys, uh, sometimes big girls who who seems to know what they do, feel like that. So you kind of step in in their territory, uh, maybe we can say. And um, so, yeah, it can be a little bit, uh, uh, one of the part of my job, I will say, from that point of view, is to make people feel really at ease about physical activity. It's very important. So, yeah, uh, a concure gym can be scary sometimes, at first. Indeed. Now, um, when uh, you start out with clients, this is something else you guys were talking about there in the interview. When you start out with clients, how do you set training goals for individuals when they come to you? How how do you um, agree what those goals are and how they will be measured? Well, first of all, there is the first meeting where we talk about their history regarding uh, fitness uh, and also a bit beyond that point physical activity so some people might have been playing rugby for years for example or running or and then you know maybe they had um, a family growing uh, a new job taking them away from their uh, sport routine and uh, maybe an injury come along or stuff like that so the idea is to find out more about um, as I say their uh, history regarding physical activity and uh, and then that's the starting point so then after days I would say to not make things too complicated there's two goals two separate goals which for me are like people who want to get bigger muscle so basically bodybuilding and then the other um, way which is basically just get fit and all around and um, constantly mix cardiovascular and weight resistance. And uh, so there is two main divisions from my understanding. And uh, yeah, that's uh, so you build up your, your, your routine through uh, your, your goal through this information. And um, yeah. And what would you say is the key to a successful uh, relationship between a client and a personal trainer? I mean, obviously, they're paying you to do uh, your job and you're expecting or hoping that they'll achieve uh, objectives that you agree with them. But what is it that makes that work? So 
one of the first elements I think uh, people need to have on one side of the table so for the trainer is to be to have empathy okay because people who come to see you do not like necessarily the gym and from my own experience when it happened to me it's not because you've been playing rugby a professional level for 20 years when you step in in a gym again it's a different environment so it's very important to be to have this empathy to have this uh, fresh regard and also to be able to listen to a good li- good listener and to have empathy on my side, I would say. And then uh, all, over, all around uh, the relationship is, my job is to share a, a mindset, is to be on board. I want the client to be on board with me. It means I want the client to understand what we're trying to do regarding, um, uh, so th- regarding to do to achieve uh, the goal we both set up together. And uh, yeah, it is very important to understand uh, that the client understand uh, the way to do it, the meaning of uh, the session, uh, how to perform an exercise, the tempo of it, all that. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a proper relationship. So we share, uh, sometimes we can disagree, uh, we can find another exercise to do. And that's how it works. Now, one of the other things that uh, you spoke about there with Elish was the difference between men and women. Um, what are the differences for you when you train clients uh, between training a man and a woman, or aren't there any? I would say, for my for my uh, approach, I would say that I tend to not make any difference. The only difference you can have, it's not because of the gender. It's again. Uh, someone' um, history regarding the fitness journey or physical activity journey. So you can have uh, people coming with injury, and it doesn't really matter if you are a woman or woman from that point of view. Um, also, um, yeah, the, it is true that women can get pregnant, and of course men cannot. So that's another thing to take on board if it happens. And, uh, but yeah, I would say no, there is not much difference. I think women as men are looking forward to, um, to exercise and to enjoy the process really. And are there general body parts that men are more interested in training and developing uh, over what women are interested in? Um, there is some cliche, you know, like, uh, like women like to, could like, to work their um, glutes or stuff like that. A lower part, a man might tend to love to develop his chest uh, or biceps. Um, I tend to not uh, listen to this cliche or to be lured by this cliche. I will just say that uh, don't forget that that your leg uh, that carry your body. So it's very important to walk your body equally upside down and as a rugby man as you know uh, legs are very important to me but yeah it's um men uh, physiologically might be stronger on the upper part so when you train a woman maybe uh, the idea is to uh, have a uh, make a, a particular attention attention on this upper exercise but again the idea is to travel people all around and uh, yeah that's uh, the idea now, another thing that uh, you talked about there in the interview 
was the difference between training outdoors and indoors in a gym. Um, do you have a preference for training? Uh, do you think one environment is more uh, suitable to being successful and to motivate people when they train indoors versus outdoors? Well, you know, when you come to indoor outdoor, it's just not the same uh, the same uh, outcome really I mean running outside uh, playing rugby football outside uh, the smell of the grass you know stuff like that again uh, I keep saying that to clients but it took me um, before I start tr- uh, being a personal trainer it took me a few years to really get into my routine to find my routine on the gym floor it, it's very um Unnatural, you know, to train indoor in a gym. I mean, because you can do indoor sport, obviously. Um, but uh, gym is, yeah, it's a very different approach, and uh, and there is no, it's a very mechanical, me- mechanical thing, functional thing. And yeah, you better need a plan. Uh, you better need uh, to know how to use the machine. Otherwise, you know, you can obviously uh, enjoy yourself, and also ultimately have a lack of. Um, enthusiasm about training yourself in a gym. So it's a mix. I mean, I make sure personally, I over the year, I keep playing rugby outdoor it, because it's my first love, I can say. And uh, and I do miss it, you know, so it's very important. If you, if at some point I will recommend anyone to go for a run outside, uh, I don't know, to play a little football game, five against five with friends, uh, or rugby, touch rugby, stuff like that, swimming. It's very good to confront other environment. You know, it could be in the water, it could be uh, in the sand, it could be in the grass, whatever. But do not stick to only the gym floor because I think you will miss some good part. And what's it like uh, training outdoors in the middle of winter? Well, definitely you're gonna walk your 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 mental yeah your strength uh, your mental strength because it's a you know when I, I used to play rugby obviously all over the year and I, of course the winter is a little bit tougher but you know after a good walk uh, a good warm up five ten minutes and that's it you are into it you know it's uh, it's, it's uh, again the fresh the freshness of outside it, it's good it's uh, of course it's harder but why not it's good for the skin it's good to to get out. And uh, why not? And again, you walk definitely your your mental strength. And uh, on that topic, uh, how important is inner confidence in making a success of training? Uh, And if someone doesn't have that confidence going into the training, can you manufacture it or can you build it up over time? Yeah, I would say the idea is to, the time is very important. You know, the time, it takes time to get confident. Um, My confidence is not the same as it used to be like 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago, not only regarding my job as a best national, but as a human being on the gym floor. And it's, um, yeah, I think it takes time to, my idea of the job is to help people to be confident, but the best way is to understand what you're doing. And I, I always like, I don't like uh, adjective like uh, expert or whatever. I don't feel like I'm an expert. I'm somebody like, I'm, I feel exactly like a rugby coach sharing underlying touch a uh, few um, indication, information to how to play the game. You know, when you train someone, it's the least you can do, the main you can do is to uh, train the person, uh, to teach a person to perform an exercise properly. And after it's just a question of tempo, uh, workout plan, 
But that's it. And you get confident when you get a plan. And um, when, every day when I come to train myself on the gym floor, I've got my plan. It's uh, I don't need to write it down anymore. And um, yeah, it's uh, very important to, to share uh, above all what is a physical activity about. And uh, um, yeah, that's how you get confident when you get your mind clear, your idea clear about it. Indeed. And if you want to find out more about Elish Fleming and her approach to uh, training and perhaps even reach out to her, uh, you can do so via her Instagram, which is the Hungry PT. Interested in popular culture, movies, music and politics? Then check out ageofdivision.com to read reviews, retrospective and commentary on the current crazy world we live in. Ageofdivision.com, where popular culture meets the world we live in. So every month on the podcast, as regular listeners will be more than aware, uh, we like to take a couple of the questions or the comments that come into us here at Two Guys on Fitness. And you can contact us if you do want to ask a question or let us know what you think about uh, the podcast via our website, twoguysonfitness.com, or you can contact us also via his website, julienbertard.com, or through our Facebook, our Instagram, or our Twitter. And we love it, love it, love it when you get in touch. Okay, Julian, so I do believe you are the first up with uh, the opening question of this round of questions of the month. Oh, I like that. I think I might use that in the future. Questions of the month. Indeed. At first, our first question this episode comes from Jerry, who does not tell us where he comes from, who has contacted us through our website to ask this question. How much should I stretch after lifting weight or using resistant machine? I don't stretch at all and sometimes I get sore, especially in the neck and shoulders. Advice, please. Yes, we uh, actually touched upon this uh, briefly last month in the podcast as well. And funnily enough, after we talked about it last month uh, for myself, I've uh, put stretching back into my uh, fitness uh, program uh, because I wasn't stretching at all. And I also... Uh, rather like Jerry here, was getting a little bit sore. Uh, so, uh, Julian, what's your advice about stretching after you work out? I don't... It's um, Hello, Jerry. It's not... It's true. I don't... Um, over, I don't really stretch myself. It is true. I sort of um, um, perform the exercise in a way that I use my body um, in, let's say, physiologically... Uh, in harmony, okay, with uh, the motion. Um, there is always a part of stretching in it, uh, each exercise. Or if you feel so, I mean, we can stretch. I would say, like, whatever stretching you choose, just make sure you hold uh, the position for a minute, maybe. And uh, you've got plenty of choice, uh, whatever, whether you go on uh, YouTube or Internet. It's, uh, you know, got plenty of options. Uh, you can rub uh, your muscle on, uh, on, you know, sometimes you can see some tube um, you have on, um, on the gym floor. It does help to move away basically the toxin out of the mu your muscle. Um, and yeah, it's don't uh, drink water. You know, it does help as well to eliminate uh, through your pee or the toxin. 
And um, now about the neck and shoulders, uh, be careful because you get sore in this kind of area, especially the neck. Uh, it might be something wrong there, okay? Because I personally, I rarely feel my neck. Uh, and the shoulders is, it depends, you know. Uh, sometimes people feel the shoulders because they use the shoulders uh, while they're doing an exercise and not for shoulders, for example. I'm thinking a lot about chest exercise when people engage their the shoulders too much or they are, the shoulders are not in the right position. The neck issue can come from uh, too much weight on a shoulders machine uh, or even back uh, exercise. It could be also uh, too much abs exercise, pulling your neck with your hands, like the crunches on the floor. So, yeah, there is a book called The First 20 Minutes and they, they talk about these stretching things uh, in matter. It is important. However, in that book, uh, they, it's quite fascinating because they, they proposed two group of people, same age, same gender. To one group was had to stretch one hour a day for six months, and the other group had to do nothing. And you know, after six months, the group who did stretch an hour per day had minimal um, um, improvement. So I'm not saying stretching is not important. I will, it is important. It's just like sometimes it make me feel like it's more like um, a placebo. Uh, if you really want to get stretched, go to see a therapist, I will say, because to stretch yourself, yeah, if you stretch yourself, it will be more like a placebo maybe um, uh, result. So go to see uh, a therapist to get a proper sport massage. Indeed. Uh, I have to say I do like to stretch after I uh, work out. Uh, however, I find it very useful in stopping myself uh, getting uh, knots uh, in the areas I have been exercising with weights. Okay, so I hope that's useful for you, Jerry. And next up, we have a question, and I do believe it is uh, myself. I'm going to be reading this question. It's from Rosa. She tells us she lives in London. She is in her 20s, and she has contacted us via our Facebook page to ask the following question. Is it better to set short-term or long-term plans and what do you define as short or long term wise? Okay, I think I, I think we understand what you're asking there, Rosa. Uh, I like spin, anything aerobic related, yoga, and I run, and I want to stay fit for as long as possible. I need to for my work. Mm, mysterious, a slightly mysterious ending there. Uh, are you, Rosa, perhaps a secret agent of some kind, a kind of female James Bond, maybe? So, Julian, um, is it better to focus on the short term or the long term when you uh, train, and what do you define as short term or long term goals? Well, Rosa, it's uh, thank you for this interesting question. Obviously, uh, well, when you're in your twenties, you know it's uh, you have this feeling you've got time uh, to do things to get results. Um, but so, is it better to, to set short terms or long terms? I mean, obviously, for me, the the answer is long term plan, but. The short term uh, sort of program, I think it, I discovered that myself when I discovered the fittest uh, with the gym, you know, like get abs in six weeks or lose uh, 10 kilo in, a, in six months or whatever. I think it's just a commercial thing. There is nothing behind it. It's just like a commercial thing, how to get clients coming to you in promising uh, wonders. So I think it's, uh, you know, uh, it's... It, 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 
the best is to train with a long-term plan. It doesn't mean it will be an easier way. It means that you intend to keep training through your whole life. Of course, to not get bored and uh, through the process, and I think you're doing the right thing. Um, keep doing the spinning, anything aerobic, yoga is good, run, it's very good to run for the impact and uh, always good to do something to put your body in motion. Uh, I think you, you do fit the perfect uh, match and uh, nothing new again here, it's just constantly mixing uh, cardiovascular, aerobic and uh, the weight resistance. It is you know, we the studies have shown that for pretty much like uh, three, four decades now. So it's um, it's a mix, and um, uh, I think you're totally right to do like uh, to keep doing what you're doing, spin, aerobic. I always push people to mention to to do a little bit of run. Imp uh, the run is good because of the impact, so do not fear the impact. It helps your bones and your joints to work together. They need to be shaken, they need to be used, they need to be challenged. And um, yeah, and uh, of course, if you like, uh, we are talking about that with um, uh, Elish actually. In the, it's important to find something you like to do. Uh, I like running, so I run. If somebody else like uh, cycling, well, cycle, you need to find this positive vibe and to build uh, a dynamic, a positive dynamic around these things you like to do. So, yeah, I think it's uh, long terms is the best way to do. And also short terms, uh, when you're young, it's it's okay to stop and restart, stop and restart. But when you reach my age, like 40 or above, uh, the, it's very hard mentally to stop something and to get back into it. As a good example, I will say, can you imagine yourself running outside? Uh, and then stop every three minutes and then rerun. It will just make the whole process um, not really pleasant. So, no, you are in a good way and stick to the long terms. That's uh, the wisest things to say. Indeed, indeed. And uh, so, Jerry and Rosa, uh, we hope that uh, has been uh, useful for you uh, and that uh, some of that advice uh, will help you in your uh, training and that is the two questions of the month answered and remember if you want to get in touch with us go through our social media or our various websites and uh, we love it when you get in touch so that's another episode of the podcast out the way for another month uh, we hope you've enjoyed it everybody we hope you found the conversation between uh, Elish and Julian uh, interesting I found it an interesting listen I have to say um, and next month for those of us uh, who are so interested to get some training in before Christmas I can't believe we're talking about Christmas already Julian it's very bizarre uh, we're going to be doing uh, an exercise episode uh, which you might want to focus on as you get distracted by all the presents and tinsel and uh, the eating and drinking of Christmas uh, I'm kind of crossing my fingers when I say that uh, in terms of how realistic that is uh, and have you enjoyed this episode Julian? Very much and uh, it's always uh, nice to take up um, on board like new question from listeners and uh, and the interview with Elish was again very very interesting and 
and um, I hope you will enjoy it too. Absolutely. And uh, we'd like to thank Elish uh, Fleming for taking part in the episode. Uh, it was great hearing from her and I hope she enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed listening to her. And so, Julian, we come to that part of the podcast where we say adieu to each other and we go our separate ways until next time. Um, so, Julian, enjoy the rest of uh, your day. He's going to lunch, everybody. He's going to go off for lunch right now. He was telling me all about it. And um, enjoy your lunch and enjoy the rest of the month. And you enjoy what you're going to do, Alan. And uh, and for our lovely listeners, don't forget, enjoy your workout. Thank you.